when you talk about a PEO, uh, employers, small business, small business will say, I don't want to lose control of my employees. No, I'm not going to do business with you. I'm not going to do a PEO. I don't want to lose control over my employees or, or worse yet, I don't want to lose my employees and have you provide a whole bunch of new people. So that's really an education thing for us. You're like, you don't, you, you, you keep your employees. First of all, we're not temps. We don't provide a whole new tranche of employees for you. You keep your employees and you still run the shop. You, you run the employees. We do all the back office stuff for you. That, that's it. Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey everybody, it's G Marks and welcome back for another episode of the Paychecks Thrive podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Today is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It is about PEOs or professional employer organizations. I am speaking with Pat Cleary, who is the president and CEO of the National Association of Professional Employer Organizations. By the way, Pat, we're speaking in December. Um, I, I, I've seen the news that you are stepping down as president. Is that correct to this month? Yes, or? indeed. They're running me out of town. Now, I've been here a dozen years and I'm at the end of my most recent five-year contract. And as I said to the troops, uh, I got gas in the tank, but I don't have a full tank. And this job requires a full tank. So uh, I've done all the damage I can do. And I'm going to leave uh, at the end of the year and turn it over to Casey Clark. Fair enough. Well, listen, I'm glad that we're getting you before you go because you've, you've seen a lot of changes uh, in the industry. Ta- right from your bio, and I'm going to read this out, that during your tenure, the PEO industry um, has quadrupled in size and industry awareness and as industry awareness has increased 44% in just the past four years alone. Yeah. You know, and Pat, I just have to give just a couple of comments before I get into getting you to talk. Number one, I speak to groups and associations all around the country, all the time, business groups. And as part of my presentation, I talk about different uh, regulations and things, you know, from the employment and labor side that are hitting them. And there's like a list, you know, a mile long, you know. Um, And, you know, and and I literally put up a slide that says you guys should consider a PEO uh, because it it is, again, without getting political, but it is a very much of a pro worker regulatory environment. And so having said that. Um, I'm sure you agree with that statement. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what a PEO is. Let's start from there, um, and why you think businesses should be considering one. Oh yeah, no, that's that's great, Gene. And then, by the way, thanks so much, and and I appreciate uh, the work you're doing on the podcast. And uh, it's just an honor to be on here, and I really do appreciate it. And obviously, happy to talk about PEOs, which is uh, which is my job. But I'm I'm a zealot. So um, yeah. a PEO, in short. I know this is a family show, but I could say they take all the crap off a small business's plate, right? They just right. do. So a small business, I just talked to a good friend of mine over the weekend who's a small businessman who runs a Christmas tree farm. And I said, you got in business because you love to do all this stuff. And he has all the organic stuff going and bees and honey. And he has all this other stuff that he has at his farm. This is what you love. Yeah. You don't love the paperwork. You got him to do this. And whether, it, and whether it's, it's Christmas trees, whether it's grandma's cookies, whether it's software, it's what you got in business to do. And you never get out of the blocks because, oh, wait, what's UI? What, what, what's that? What, what's workers' comp? What is, what, oh, my God, I just got more uh, you know, forms from the state 
from all the neighboring states. They're asking, what are these questions, what do I do? And you never get out of the blocks. You never make your first cookie. You never sell your first tree, right? So right. a PEO takes all that crap off of a small business's plate. Like here, we got this. We do payroll, benefits, uh, and, and by being with a PEO as a small company, you're gonna get benefits that only big companies get, right? Because you're partnering with a much larger group. So for a small business, the odds of having a 401k, very low. A small business that does uh, uses a PEO, the odds of having a 401k, very high, right? Uh, you're gonna have pet insurance, dental insurance, vision insurance, all this stuff, because you've got that, you know, that, that larger group that you're, that you're part of. So you get better benefits, you get all the crap off your plate, and you get to focus on what you've got in business to do. So it's a great value proposition for every small business. I keep saying, if you really, really love paperwork, a PEO <laughs> is not for you. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. You know, it's funny, just as a personal story. So my wife uh, runs a very small nonprofit here in Philadelphia, and uh, she has five employees. And um, I, I actually wrote about PEOs a few months ago in the Philly Inquirer. And, um, you know, Tori, you should, you should talk to a PEO, which she did. And uh, she switched over to one. She's like, I just can't believe how that is, you know, how that has you know, changed her perspective. And I just want to be clear that for anybody watching this or listening to this, it, you know, there is, you do not have to be too small to take advantage of what a PEO no. does. Right, Pat? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. And, <clears throat> and uh, again, some people think, oh, this is a big company thing. It's, it's really not. I mean, the yeah. average size of a PEO client is about 20, but that means yeah. you've got some at a couple hundred, you've got some at five, right? Yeah. I don't think Gene actually, if I, if I may, um, yep. There's a really interesting um, dynamic here. We do a lot of focus groups with, you know, throughout the year with small businesses. What's really, really interesting is as a sales point to go out and tell people you will, you will save so much time, right? You're going to get so much time back. It gets no traction, none. As a sales mm -hmm. tool, it gets no traction. When you mm -hmm. go to existing clients and say, What's the number one benefit of having a PEO? They say, I got time. I got much more time. So it's an interesting anomaly that you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? It's like you don't know you don't have time till you go to a PEO and you're like, I'm going on sales calls. I'm all over quality control. I'm talking to the employees. I have time, right, that I didn't have yeah. before. Yeah, it's not just time either. I mean, there's also, uh, and time obviously is, is major, but uh, it's a little bit of peace of mind. I mean, again, when I go through these regulations, I mean, you know, the EEOC is new, you know, anti-harassment rules and the Department of Labor's got overtime rules and, you know, worker classification rules and uh, so does the NLRB. And, you know, it's a lot to know and a lot to follow. And it's just hard for a business, you know, particularly if they're a small company to, to know all these things. And, you know, you're, you're really outsourcing that to a professional. And that's your only job is to know that. Absolutely. So it not only saves you time, but I, I just think it also, I think it reduces your exposure to potential compliance liabilities. Oh, well, that, yeah. That's exactly the point I was going to make. It's not just you've got all these rules, yeah. but the downside for guessing wrong on those rules is substantial, yeah. right? So it's not just, yeah. oh, okay, I, you know, I, I, I broke the rules and I got a letter from the labor department. No. Uh, you could yep. you could end up with enormous fines or, you know, the sport of kings, uh, you know, litigation. You end up in some uh, where you guessed wrong on whether somebody was exempt or not exempt from overtime. Um, you know, wage and hour litigation is a really expensive proposition. So you guys did a market research report um, and that you published in October. You had focus groups that you interviewed. 
uh, primarily business decision makers. And the findings from this report are, are not only interesting, but they're not that surprising because I, I, can, I can validate a lot of these findings. I'm, I'm actually seeing they're out in the field. So I wanted to get your comments on some of them. First of all, um, there's a, you know, the report found this, this sort of market research survey of all these focus groups that there is a growing awareness of PEOs, but there is confusion regarding what PEOs, what PEOs are and what services they provide. And like, I mean, Pat, you guys have been around for a long time. Yeah. Why, why is that still? Like what message is not getting across in your opinion? Oh man, that's, that's a great question. I mean, to me, there are a bunch of things. I mean, I got here 12 years ago mm-hmm. and when I did, our marketing budget was $50,000. Okay, so uh, this year will be north of 1.4 million, uh, you know, targeted, aimed at small business, right? 100 percent. We don't have to boil the ocean. We focus 100 percent on small business. And so it's an awareness game, Gene, right? People don't know. They're just not aware. It's like I always say, imagine sitting at your dining room table on April 14th and your wife comes in and says, Hey, Gene, I hear there's a company that does these taxes for you called H&R Block, right? And you'd be like, really? I didn't know that. And you'd yeah. call them that day. That's our thing, right? But but we are uh, turning the corner. Again, just that, that awareness has increased 40 points in the last four years, as you mentioned. We're turning the quarter, corner because we're putting our backs into it. We're putting money into awareness. It's just a thing people didn't know about, right? And, and when they know about it, the uptake on a PEO is enormous. Right. Now, one of the biggest obstacles that you guys have always faced is this whole term of, uh, of co-employment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, you know, I, I have a PEO, except my employees are really the PEO's employees mm-hmm. and I'm the co-employer, but I'm still the employer. Tell me, tell me like what you say to uh, you know, businesses, business decision makers, when they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about this co-employment thing, uh, you know, you know, tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny, again, all the focus groups we've done, that probably is the impediment number one. When you talk about a PEO, uh, employers, small business, small business will say, I don't want to lose control of my employees. No, I'm not going to do business with you. I'm not going to do a PEO. I don't want to lose control over my employees or or worse yet. I don't want to lose my employees and have you provide a whole bunch of new people. So that's really an education thing for us. You're like, you don't. You, you, you keep your employees. First of all, we're not temps. We don't provide a whole new tranche of employees for you. You okay. keep your employees and you still run the shop. You you run the employees. We do all the back office stuff for you. That That's it. So again, for us, it's an education thing. When someone says, I don't want to give up control over my employees, you don't. You run the employees, you run the shop, you do it as you want. We do all the back office stuff uh, for you. Is co-employer the same thing as like joint employment? That, no. You know, the Department of Labor? No. Tell, tell me also, what the difference is. Boy, yeah, boy, you're, you're lighting them all up today, Gene. That, that's a, <laughs> a, a perfect question that we deal with all the time. Yeah. Uh, they're completely different. And joint employer is really in a situation where you've got, you know, uh, contractors working with subcontractors and uh, like in construction, you see it a lot. So who is the employer here on the site? Is the general contractor, subcontractor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it comes up in union organizing a lot, like who's the employer. But for us, uh, it's, it's clear. We, we call it co-employment. It's a term actually we invented in this industry, which just means, you know, uh, our, our name is on the paycheck. You know, um, but what's so funny, too, these days, fewer and fewer people get a paper paycheck. Right. 
and don't know they work for the PEO, right? They don't know until sure. tax time, they, you know, and they get their, their tax. They get a W-2. Yeah, they're like, wait, who's this? Uh, yeah. Um, that's who, that's who you work for. And so uh, as co-employment, no, it, it, as the for the employee, they, there's no difference. They don't notice any difference. And it's, it's completely different from joint employment, which is a uh, much more complicated and tangled relationship. Co-employment is clean. Uh, the employer just uh, contracts uh, the back office stuff out to us and we take care of it. I feel like, you know, the, the relationship between employers and employees have changed so much over the years that, you know, maybe back in the day, there was that higher sense of loyalty or kin, kinship with your employer. Whereas nowadays, I, I just get the sense, and I don't know if you feel the same way, that like employees, particularly younger employees, uh, they don't really care. You know, they're like they're working for this company, whether their checks coming from ABC company or not, you know, in the world of everything being the cloud and hosted and, you know, all of your information out there anyway. I don't even know if people pay attention to that yeah. as much as they did back in the day. Does that do, do you see the same yeah, thing? I think I think there's uh, some of that. But what's interesting in terms of the employers that want to keep their employees right? that don't want the turnover, because turnover costs you money. Right. Now, let's yep. face it, it just does. And for uh, employers who worry, worry and care about culture, which is most employers. Right. And you want to keep your team in place uh, for a PEO. Your turnover is going to be much higher. I, I, I turnover is going to be much lower. I'm sorry. Turnover will be much lower. Um, your uh, employee engagement is going to be much higher. All the surveys we've done show that employees uh, have a, a higher, um, um, you know, attachment to the employer, uh, more faith in the employer. They feel like they're more cared for, better taken care of. And it is funny too. And again, I, I'll talk about the focus groups a lot today. Yeah. Is uh, we've seen it morph over the years to now when we talk to small businesses and we say, here's the thing called PEOs. The first question we get now is, how does this impact my employees? Which is mm -hmm. interesting. That wasn't always the case. But that's the case today. Yeah. And the answer is it impacts them positively. You know, their their benefits are going to be better. Uh, they're going to be more loyal to the company. Your turnover is going to be lower. Your growth is going to be higher, et cetera, et cetera. So they worry about that. So I think for the best employers who still want to keep, uh, uh, let's say, hire the best employees, right? Best employees, I, want, I want to hire the best people and I want yep. to keep them. If you're yep. a small business, a PEO is the way to go. I agree. I agree. You know, um, you, you, you mentioned earlier that you're, the term co-employer is something that you guys coined. Yeah. It's not like it's an official no. uh, legislative or regulatory word. And, and one of the arguments that I make, when, again, when I'm talking to groups about PEOs, is that even during COVID, uh, you know, with, with the whole like the Paycheck Protection Program, for example, or the Employee Retention Tax Credit, I mean, you know, all employers could take advantage of that, whether or not they used a PEO or not, you know. Um, and on top of that, there's also employers can take advantage of all the employee related tax deductions that are out there, educational you know, expenses, reimbursement for you know, child care, dependent care for their employees. They they could take those deductions even if they were using a PEO, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that is true. And and. Uh, uh, if, if people believe that they're somehow disadvantaged by using PEO, uh, that that's not true at all. You're, and in fact, the, you know, the PEO is going to go to bat for you. And more uh, small businesses got PPP loans in the first round who used a PEO than those who didn't. Right. More got PPP loans in the second round than those who didn't. Right. And so, um, yeah, we were first to market 
with the people because that's what we do, right? We do yeah. compliance. We navigate complicated federal legislation. And as soon as that bill hit the floor, our folks were uh, on the street the next day uh, to market saying, hey, do you qualify for these? Like, what are they? PPP loans. Call us. This is yeah. what we do. And they did. And our members got, you know, billions of dollars in PPP loans uh, for their clients because that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, we had said at the beginning of this conversation about how um, PEOs save businesses time. I believe they also reduce our liabilities and exposure for compliance roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even as evidenced by my, by my wife's, you know, um, PEO, they, they, there are some significant cost savings. I mean, PEOs charge fees, of course, for their services. Sure. But a lot of times these fees are significantly offset by reductions in other costs. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit to that. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, when you talk to small businesses, uh, you know, uh, they, they will talk about obviously first question. It's like, hey, we got something that's going to make you smarter and thinner and more yeah. successful and handsomer. You know, OK, what's this going to cost me? Right. Um, and when they talk about when you talk about that, they're like, oh, I don't really know I can afford that or not. You say, no, no. This is, the, you know, this is not all to your point. This, these are not all additional costs, right? Because like, I can't afford it. Well, wait, do you have a payroll company now? Yeah, I do. Are you buying insurance? Do you have a broker? Yeah, I do. You know, do you have right. this, 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 or that? No, I don't. So that's, that's all money you're spending now that you'll put over into a PEO, right? So it's, it's right. not all, uh, it, it nets out uh, to a wash or maybe a slight positive, but it's certainly worth it, just as you mentioned, for the peace of mind. Do you think that um, employers should be concerned that there's too many of their eggs in one basket if they're getting all of their health insurance and their retirement and their other benefits all through just one source as opposed to sort of spreading that out? Yeah. Yeah. So again, you're lighting it up today. So so the biggest <laughs> reason people balk at a PEO, I won't say use one because we got to get over, is uh, I don't want to lose control of my employees, right, which we just right. discussed, right? That That's the right. single biggest reason. The second biggest reason is, well... I get all this stuff from my brother-in-law and I don't want to buy it from somebody else. Right. right. So that's just a thing. That's reality. But the third reason is what, what you just mentioned, right? It's like, I don't want all my eggs in one basket. Right. And, but to me, uh, we argue the flip side of, of having all your eggs in one basket is better pricing, right. And efficiencies, right. right? So yes, they're all in one basket, but as a result, you're not paying top dollar for all the elements you're combining the elements and paying a whole lot less for the bundle, right? There are a million metaphors in the marketplace out there when you buy stuff, you know, and you buy here, 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 or you go to one store and you buy it all, right? Maybe maybe Costco is the, is the model, I don't know, but it's like, you know, uh, uh, that, that is absolutely right. Your eggs are in that basket, but you're going to benefit from that in terms of, of costs and bundling, you know, bundling that all together. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Another concern that I hear, and we're trying to get this all out here so yeah, we can be yeah, transparent and get you know, yeah. people to address these. Um, sometimes people think, and it's not just PEOs, but it's just with any outsourced provider. I mean, it, okay, you're outsourcing a lot of these HR responsibilities to a specialist, but that doesn't mean that um, you still should not be involved and engaged with that specialist and supervising what they're doing because you, you, you should never rely on 100% on Sure. On any outside sure. specialist. Can sure. you talk a little bit about that? Like, what, what advice do you have for any company 
that is going to choose to work with a PEO? What, what, what should they be doing to make sure that relationship works well? Yeah, yeah, and I think really all of our members would say that that's kind of the uh, coin of the realm is is uh, the relationship with the client, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're the type of client who just hires a PEO and doesn't talk to them for 365 days, I think that would make all of us nervous. It would make all my members nervous, all the PEOs out there nervous. It's like they want that dialogue. They want that contact. They want that relationship. And so, as you pointed out, like with, with anything that you would contract out uh, or anything that you would outsource, you don't just cut the cord, wipe your hands and walk away. Sure. You'd want to be in touch with them and having kind of an ongoing conversation, especially when it's your most important asset here. It's your people. Yeah, of course. Right? So you'd want to be checking in with your PEO. Uh, that is, you know, a part of the business. It's not like a PEO would roll their eyes and say like, what are you calling about? You know, it's like that's 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 what they do, right? They uh, have a high level of touch, a high level of service, and would want to talk to the clients throughout. Like, how's it going from your perspective, right? And sure. how are you? What are you hearing from your employees? And here's what we're seeing, and we're seeing a lot of this, and we're seeing a lot of that, and maybe some things that you want to consider, you know, as you run your company, et cetera, et cetera. So that dialogue is really important in that relationship between the PEO and the client. Pat, if you were running a company, say, of, you know, 15, 20 or 50 employees and you were, you know, considering bringing, you know, getting a PEO, um, what questions would you be asking? And what what red flags uh, would make you, you know, raise your antennas if you're if you're talking to a prospective PEO? Yeah, wow. We, so it's funny, on our website, napeo.org, napeo.org, we've got a thing on there about, you know, what to consider when, when you uh, hire a PEO. But you know yeah. what, Gene? I, Personally, I would say uh, check their references, right? It's just, just like hiring a person and you call somebody and say like, hey, what's, what's this experience been like and how is this working for you, right? You, I would want to check with others to see uh, how's the PEO model work for you, first of all, right? And second of all, uh, how does this particular PEO work for you? Uh, again, through our, my beloved focus groups, uh, we hear a lot that uh, people want a company that understands me. You see what yeah. I mean? Like, and I remember one particular focus group, a woman who was in food service. So okay. don't, don't send me a company that just deals in construction. Who's right. like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, what was it again? Food service. Yeah, we'll do this. It's like, right. the people do want to know that you know me, you understand my business, right? Because everybody, you know, everybody appreciates that their business is unique. So to me, it's, you know, it, it's less the candy or the, the cookie cutter questions. And to me, uh, again, my own personal style, but I think for all of us across the board would really be uh, just say, give me some companies that, you know, are, they, are clients of yours, uh, you know, long-term clients or new clients. And let me talk to them a little bit and see what this experience has been like for them and for their employees and, uh, and reach out to them and find out because that, that's how you're going to. That's how you're going to find it. Do you, um, I mean, listen, you know, as part of your tenure, you saw, you know, the, the rise of PEOs by about 44% in just the past few years, which is uh, amazing stuff. I mean, you know, are you going to take credit for that? Or do you think the um, uh, like the current regulatory and legislative environment is kind of so, opening up eyes? <laughs> so, Gene, I'm in Washington, D.C., so I learned many, many moons ago you take credit for everything. <laughs> that's exactly the way to do it. That, that's, yeah, I am the best 
at taking credit. And this is right. no, no exception. And so I tell everybody all the time, I've taken full credit for this, even though <laughs> I had between almost nothing and nothing to do with it. That's okay. Uh, I had a great team here, uh, you know, marketing and legal and government affairs. The team here has just been unbelievable. And we were united from the start and uh, we hit the gas and we've really, you know, uh, we've really made a difference and made a difference in this industry. But I would like to say I did it all alone, but somebody will come <laughs> busting through my office door and choke me if I say it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, as I like to say, I was just the arm candy. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Is, are, I'm kind of curious, are, are PEOs a thing in other countries or is this just an American thing? Uh it's a little different because, you know, like, I mean, I think about Europe, for example, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, China or Russia, no, but like Europe, their employment laws are so different, right? They are. They're just so different. And so it's a different deal. You get a lot of people, you know, they start day one and you kind of own them for life, you know, so so their laws are so different that there, there are different PEO-like models throughout Europe, but nothing exactly like that. And in fact, there's a, uh, there's a growing uh, industry uh, called uh, EOR, Employer of Record, which is basically uh, you as an American company need to employ some people in Brussels or in Paris or Berlin. They handle that for you and vice versa. People in, in Germany who need to employ a few people in the U.S., They'll handle that for you. So there's some of that cross-border stuff going on, a pretty fair amount of that. And that's a growing industry, no doubt about it. Um, fair enough. But there's no particular PEO um, uh, model uh, overseas. It's, it's not exactly like, like that. Got it. Got it. Um, if you were running a PEO company, um, where do you see the opportunities uh, over the next few years? Any specific industry or region or demographic that you're like, this is – you know, about to explode? Yeah, uh, no. And we, it's funny, we get that question all the time. And it just is, I'm always interested, you know, when the statistics come out from BLS and others, of what, what industries are growing. I just saw mm. something within the last week, the industries that are expected to grow over the next, you know, a uh, couple of years. And I remember healthcare was, was number one, of course, mm -hmm. uh, and hospitality was number two, right? And we're big in both sectors. And it's so funny, uh, in my 12 years, I don't do it so much anymore, but my first couple of years when I landed here is, okay, let's, let's find out what sectors are we in? What sectors are we yeah, in? Yeah, you're going to answer that. You know, yeah. and, and I called the first member and they said, well, we're in construction, okay, and uh, white collar, you know, medical and legal offices and dental and retail and uh, wholesale and hospitality. And pretty soon my list got really long. It's like, this is a meaningless list. This, you just listed every sector, right? And pretty sure. much every PEO you talk to, there are some who specialize. There's one PEO in particular that specializes in trucking, the trucking industry. Um, but that's rare. I mean, most PEOs will work in any industry. And so I've discovered we are in any, every, we are in every industry and every state, right? And so yeah. the answer would be that any place where the economy's growing, any place where an industry is growing or where an industry is you know, thriving or is, is alive uh, is, is ripe for a PEO. And I've discovered that over the years is that okay. it really is uh, anywhere where you find workers and you find an owner who wants to get this stuff off their plates uh, is ripe for a PEO. Do you think PEOs, um, are there any sort of hot benefits um, or, or uh, attractive uh, features that they offer 
um, that that a business can't get on their own. And I'll give you an example. You know, like um, I just saw, like again, with my wife's PEO, they they offer a benefit for um, legal services for employees. You know, like I would never even think of something like that. Um, and yet, that's a benefit that one of the PEO offers. I'm, I'm wondering if if you see any other sort of unique or interesting benefits that some PEOs offer. Uh, that, that have been popular. Absolutely. And, and that's what we talk about, you know, that it's, it's, it's Fortune 50 benefits for small companies, right? Yeah. So and yeah. I alluded to it before. If you work for a small company, you're going to get, you know, wages and health care. That's it. Yeah. The odds yeah, of a maybe. 401k, eh, they're pretty low, right? Yeah. The PEO is almost 100%. Right? You're going to certainly yeah. have the option, right, or, or, right, with a PEO. So that's one right there because it's a small business. Are you going to set up a 401k? Probably not, right? You talk about right. you know liability. That's right. that's pretty dicey stuff, right? You better be right, right on that one. And then the same thing. So healthcare, okay, but dental, vision, pet insurance, you know, they're all members of ours, right? All those companies that provide that stuff. And sure. if you're a small business, the odds of having that whole suite of services are very, very low, right? But with a PEO. That's going to be part of what they do, right? And in addition, I should mention, a lot of PEOs uh, do uh, recruiting for you as well, right? Uh, PEOs have different suites of services, but a lot of them do that as well. So, again, if you're a small business, you're not going to have any of those uh, instant benefits. But with a PEO, you do. I got to tell you something, Pat. I, I, you know, you're, you're being very diplomatic. You, you give different reasons that like people might be hesitant. Uh, I'm thinking of one client right now uh, of ours in our firm. Uh, I'm a CPA, by the way, and we, we, they've got about 125 employees, and they would be perfect for a PEO. And I've talked to them about it multiple times. And you know why they, they don't move to a PEO? What? They're lazy. They're lazy. Uh, you know, and, you know, you can't say that I can, you know, but honestly, you know, a lot of my clients are the same way. Maybe lazy is a bad word to use. It, they're just, they've got a lot going on, a lot of things that are pulling them in different directions. But I do say to myself, like, guys, if you would just focus on this and get this done yes. long term, would have an enormous impact on your business. Yes. You know, it's just it's I guess it's not laziness as much as it is inertia. Inertia. Right. It's yeah. just like that's Better it. Word. It's inertia. And if they could just see themselves on the other side of it. Right. They'd be like, oh, my God, that's Valhalla. Like, that's where we want to be. This is great. We wouldn't have to yep. deal with any of this stuff. But it's just getting from the inertia of sitting where you are to, uh, you know, uh, a new view of the world. That, and that's, that's hard. Right? That, I guess I'd add that as another factor in terms of why people don't do it, right? Yeah, and that's a tough one to overcome. Hey, Pat, before I let you go, so yeah. you're retiring this month. Uh, are you retiring or are you uh, just moving on? No, I'm moving on. So originally I said I was going to retire, but uh, this industry is so hot, right? It's so hot that at some point in the last year, it dawned on me, I'd be nuts to leave this industry. I've been in for 12 years. I know everybody. I know all the companies. You know, I've got these relationships. This industry is hot as a pistol. Uh, Why would I leave now, right? So uh, my mom lived to be 100. Her dad lived to be 95. So I think I've got runway (laughs) left, you know. What I'm likely going to do is uh, hook up with uh, one of our member companies or an associate member or somebody and continue to work uh, with them. And good. continue to work work in this space, you know. Which, which yeah. Good. The one thing you're I like Michael add, Corleone, right? I'm I mean, sorry. you know, you're like Michael Corleone. You know, once they, you know, you, once they, you, get, you think you're out, and they just drag you back in, don't they? They, they pull <laughs> me back in. Hey, <laughs> if we can go back to uh, uh, me taking credit for this, I just want to make a final point on that, uh, sure. which which goes to kind of the, the the first question you asked, which is 
when I arrived, the only thing I'll take credit for is when I arrived here, uh, by the way, I had been on the HR beat for my entire career. I'd been a federal mediator. I'd been a presidential appointee. I'd worked in federal policy for, for uh, 25 years. And they called me about this job and I had never heard of a PEO, right? So and it gives you some idea, right? And so when I got here, people seemed content on uh, fighting with one another, right? They were just internally focused. They were just completely internally focused. Right. And so when I showed up, I figured like, this is an unbelievable story. This is a great value prop. So let's, you know, I kept saying to them, like nobody out there has ever heard of us, ever, yeah. right? While we're yeah. busy fighting over this and that, and that. it was nonsense. And so yeah. all, all I did was change the focus from in, you know, being insular, in, you know, in, uh, internally focused, to externally folks, just pointed the cannon outside. But it is, it's like, again, just imagine, that, you know, and again, you live in this space, all small businesses, you know, it's sort of like more and more small businesses are saying, you're doing this all yourself? Are you nuts? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. I'm using a PEO. Like, why are you still doing this yourself? So yeah. That's happening more and more. And it is kind of the Malcolm Gladwell tipping point. We're going to hit a point where we're close to it, if not there where it's just starting to exponentially grow. I, I call it the person next to me on the airplane test. 12 years ago, the person next to me on the airplane was like, what, you do what, what is that? And more and more and more, people are like, oh, I use a PEO. I know what a PEO is. Oh, I, you know, I used to work for a PEO. Like, it, it's just anecdotal, but everybody yeah. acknowledges it. Everybody knows it in our industry. It's, it definitely is picking up. It's the best I secret in town. Everybody always asks to the question you didn't ask. The question always asks, and people, they always ask, is this legal? <laughs> yes, it's legal. We're in the IRS code. Yes, we're recognized. We do this. And uh, then they're like, why, why? And the other question is, why isn't everybody doing this? I don't know. They should be. Inertia. That's inertia. what I think. Exactly. It is inertia. Pat Cleary is the outgoing president <laughs> and CEO uh, stepping down this month of the National Association of Professional employer organizations. Pat, uh, give us your website of the organization. And it's uh, just uh, napeo.org, N-A-P-E-O.org. And Sounds by the good. way, people who are looking for a PEO, go to napeo.org slash find a PEO, all one word, find a PEO. They go in, just put in their state or zip code and find a local PEO and reach out and contact them and have a conversation. You know, I, I interview a lot of people that are, you know, different types of services and things that impact small businesses in our audience. Um, this one, I just do have to give a shout out. It's kind of a no brainer. It is, you know, I realize it's a pain in the neck to make changes um, and people don't like change. But uh, moving to a PEO in this in this environment of uh, you know, high regulations and, and so many choices Pat, I had a uh, I get I got to choose a dental plan. It was a 77 page booklet that got sent to me. I, I mean, I need like a Ph.D. Uh, in dental plans to figure out what is I you, you go to your PEO and you're like, what do you recommend? Absolutely. So it, it's it, it's really an essential service and a very valuable one. Pat, thank you so much. And I want to wish you best of luck in uh, your next phase of well, life. Well, thanks, Gene. Just it really is an honor to be on this uh, on your podcast. You've been doing good work on this and I really do appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate you getting me in the queue. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. 
Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved.